lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Merry Christmas, greetings, and welcome. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace, alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre, our good friend, New York talk show host, Shannon Joy, will be joining us here momentarily. Of course, we need someone whose last name is Joy on the show during this joyous season. So she'll be joining us for the Dace Group here momentarily. Don't forget, you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Remember, whenever you see hashtag Facebook approved takes, it's sarcasm. I'm lying to you in order to trick the algorithm. Okay. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. How many times have I said that now? Couple. Couple. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also find me uh, without any censorship at all, if you prefer, which you should, when you go to MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Just look for me there, Steve Dace, or look for clips of the show that you can watch for free and that are free of censorship over on rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. If you are looking for the ideal ugly Christmas sweater, like the one I am wearing, the Let's Go Brandon ugly Christmas sweater, you know, we have these right now at the Blaze Store. You can go get it right now at the Blaze Store. Use the code, is it Dace20? Yes, that's what it is. To get 20% off your order at the Blaze Store right now, use the code Dace20 to get one of these or a few. And they come in different colors, by the way. So Dace 20 is where you can go to get this and all of other festive gear, show swag for the most wonderful time of the year, including these one-of-a-kind ugly Christmas sweater, let's go Brandon style. Dace 20 is the code over at the Blaze store. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, looking for something unique this time of year, or you're just looking for a battle plan uh, so that maybe we can uh, have a better chance of getting to celebrate Christmas next year and the year after here in this land of the free, home of the brave, because that stuff is hanging by a very slim thread right now. I've written an opportunity for us to have such a battle plan. It is called Do What You Believe or You Won't Be Free to Believe It Much Longer. It is available right now over at Amazon.com, just like we did with Fauci and Bargain. We put this out right away on paperback so we can make it as inexpensive as possible. It's just about $15 a copy, all right? And so this is an opportunity. Uh, It's really also constructed to be both an individual read and a group study guide. There are study guide questions and discussion questions for your group after every single chapter. So if you're wondering, how do we do what we believe? When When you told us throughout the course of this year that the answer is us, what would that look like? That's what this book intends to answer. It's my homage and update of the Francis Schaeffer classic, The Christian Manifesto, but that was a battle plan for a culture war of 40 years ago. We're facing a an entirely different, shall I call it, beast today. All right? So, if you want to get your copy of Do What You Believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer, you can get it right now over at amazon.com. Now, if you're struggling when you buy books to read them and you're looking at new glasses because that was me a couple of years ago, and it started with the reading glasses. That's that's where it begins, the fever. I'm sorry, that's another line. Okay, uh, But that's where it begins also when it comes to uh, needing uh, better uh, eyesight. And so eventually it started for me with reading glasses, and then it got to, because you know, with me, I cannot 
fit into any binary choice. I'm neither far-sighted nor near-sighted. All right. I had to be a little bit of both. All right. I'm trans-blind, apparently. All right. So um, if that's you, they have what are called progressive lenses. Might be the only progressive thing about me. All right. So if if you if, if you if you need those, or even if you just need a regular old pair of glasses with your regular old script updated, but you want to get some of the best eyewear out there, you know, they've got these brand new Roden stock frames at betterspectacles.com. These are German engineered, handcrafted, over 500 patents, available for the first time with mass distribution here in the United States. So you don't have to worry about your problematic prescription fitting on some horrible looking glasses. In fact, those are the glasses I'm, I'm wearing today. I'm wearing handcrafted Rodenstock eyewear that I got from Better Spectacles. So if you want to take advantage of it, 61% off is their introductory offer today. When you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve, sign up for a, a teleoptical appoint, appointment and they will take it from there. Again, 61% off right now when you go to uh, betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Again, betterspectacles.com slash Steve. All right, it is Friday, so next hour we will get to Feedback Friday. This is actually going to be the final Feedback Friday of the year. Because next Friday, I'll be on set in Oklahoma City for the filming of the Nefarious movie, which got underway at Granite State Prison in Oklahoma this week. So I will be visiting that set next Friday. We will have original content for you. It'll just be a, a, pre, a pre-produced evergreen that we made, especially for that occasion. But this will be our final Feedback Friday of the year because the following Friday is our last Friday, and that's the special uh, end-of-the-year program, okay? So this is our last chance to do one of these. I'm going to get through as many of these as I possibly can because I've got a crap ton of them, okay? Uh, and then also we have Feedback Friday, but before we get to that, of course, we must begin with the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was. There she is, our good friend Shannon Joy. And then there's just like Todd and Aaron. All right, so let's get to your weekly look at the week that was. You're bored with them, as am I. Good to see somebody new on set, right? Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good, good. Good. Uh, And hope you're enjoying your tyranny there in New York. Uh, Let's get to it. Bleep Lord Nefarious says. There are spontaneous acts by dead brain people. So I don't think that a response to, uh, by a fetus necessarily proves that there's a sensation of pain or that there's consciousness. Do any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? How dare you talk about what a fetus wants? You have no idea. If you disagree with abortion, I have no problem with that. My problem comes when you tell me what I need to do with my doctor and my family. How dare you? One change that will be implemented this school year relates to our school bathrooms. In compliance with new federal guidelines, all CPS students 
and staff will have fair and equitable access to bathroom facilities that align with their gender identity. Our curriculum is uh, deeply using critical race theory, um, especially in social studies, but you'll find it uh, in English language arts and the other uh, disciplines. We made, uh, we were very intentional about creating uh, curriculum, infusing materials, um, and embedding critical race theory within our curriculum. But who's President Fauci? Uh, but all kidding aside, I, I sincerely mean it. <laughs> I'd have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? <laughs> Does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new, uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. But well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? You know, but that's a different issue. Will it turn out that this is a virus for which our current vaccines don't provide protection? That's the big question. We'll know that in about two or three weeks, a combination of lab studies and field studies. But there's reason to be pretty optimistic here. All of the other variants that have emerged during this COVID-19 pandemic have shown response to the vaccine, including Delta. So if there's a message I would like people to hear this morning is get the vaccinations and the boosters. But back then, anyone who refused to get vaccinated would get ratted out immediately because we knew that person could hurt other people. The commonweal was a, a commonweal require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. Good morning. We start with breaking news out of Darwin, where three people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. You can now see family and friends again in their homes and use the bathroom inside. Luxury. I would like to personally invite Jim Cramer to come to my home in West Des Moines, Iowa and attempt to enforce his mandate suggestion. I'll make a call. I would, I, I would, I'd like to personally issue that invitation. Don't drive, so if you're Jim. Especially when you're that inebriated, brother. Yeah, okay. But, but you know, um, let me know. Believe me, I'll make it a date. It's amazing the tone deafness that is just endemic now. I mean, the guy's entire job is to stand up there giddy about free market forces and point this way and this way and this way. And for that guy to not understand mm-hmm. that if he says something like, let the military enforce it, how his whole way of life goes away. It's the parody that we ran earlier this week. Where I hate big pharma companies yeah, except for Pfizer. Is. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's get to it. Shannon, our apologies. We stepped on the chivalry here. All right. The guest, especially when it is of the fairer persuasion, always gets to go first. What was the worst of the worst this week? So did you guys pick up on the maniacal laughter and lip twitch by Anthony Fauci? Yeah. When he, I mean, that was as was that before or after he said I ate his his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti? Is that the part you're talking about there? Yes, I feel like that's the closest to 
a supervillain that we could get in this country. Like the exposure of Anthony Fauci. And I think it also showed that that question about prosecution, it was Rand Paul who has now trotted out this, uh, this idea that he should be prosecuted for what he has done to humankind here in the United States of America and across the world. And in the fact, you could tell that it got to him. So that was my favorite of the week. I like that. Good. In other words, we prompted him to, we prompted the, the, the wolf to take uh, the grand, uh, the grandmother's uh, camouflage off. Right. right. And yep. just, and just come correct. All right. There's so much to do with that, but I think because, and I don't know if Aaron did this, uh, sometimes he consciously does it. I think sometimes he's simply guided by forces when he's doing all this beyond his understanding because he's doing so much in a short period of time. But the juxtaposition of uh, Sotomayor in the Supreme Court in hushed tones talking about, well, dead people twitch too, so babies are basically dead people, and I'm really smart. And then next, Whoopi Goldberg, how dare you woman this, this, blah, 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 blah. You... Switch them. There's no difference. Put Sotomayor on the view. Put Whoopi in the Supreme Court. Whoopi would hush down the tones, but say equally stupid things. Sotomayor on the view would be, remember when she said, yeah, I know. They say courts don't make law. law. Ha, 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 ha. There's no difference. No difference in the depth of intellectual acumen on this issue or any other between Sotomayor and Whoopi Goldberg, and that, and this has nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It, this is basically what's a woman? Yeah, well, I mean, I was, re- I've been reliably informed from both places like Planned Parenthood, the ACLU, and and many other uh, prestigious blue check marks yes. that uh, that men absolutely can have a uterus and can have babies and even a menstrual cycle within the last few years. You're so, of course correct. I simply yeah. say this as the father of four daughters. I, I don't want to put that uh, around their neck, but this is. This is the state of our so-called expert elite class. There is no there there. Preach. Aaron. So my favorite of the week are these videos that are coming out of the concentration. I'm sorry, the voluntary gold standard quarantine (laughs) facilities in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wonder... I wonder. Now, it's a little bit different now because these folks are able to have cell phones and internet access, I suppose. But I wonder what the conversations were around some dinner tables, around the the bars, excuse me, the bars and coffee houses and, and public squares back, back uh, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight decades ago. When, hey, uh, that ghetto was just rounded up and I don't see anybody who I, I used to see around there now. Right. Because the same sorts of of bargaining with ourselves and with others are going on right now. Like I said, it's a little bit different because we've got cell phones now that we can see inside these places. And, I mean, I, I, I guess they're not, you know, uh, being marched to the gas chambers yet. But, guys... It's not a voluntary quarantine facility if you have to scale a barbed wire fence to get out of it. <laughs> it's I don't know. And, and yet there are so many people who are, are, are running cover, running flack for this. I mean, just go on Twitter and 
Uh, it's the gold standard. If that's the gold standard, I don't want to see what the silver standard is or the bronze standard is. Mm. Um, that That is just, that's freaky. So it's not at the level of the concentration camps right now. You can see how just, um, you know, blink in a Thanos snap. You can see how fast, though, it could get to that level and the same people would be chirping and saying, eh, it's not like what you're seeing with your own very eyes, with your own two eyes, what you're seeing, what you're hearing is not really what's happening here. You can see how humanity, uh, certain sp- sectors of humanity go there very, very quickly. Yeah. It's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. It's freaky. It's disturbing. It's all the same premises. Yeah. Just because we have certain technological advancements that may permit this from, as you'd like to say, quoting, you know, Spinal Tab getting dialed up to 11, doesn't mean we're not playing the same, we're not singing off the same song sheet here. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. because we, just because you can't plug the amps in and go all the way with it with gas chambers and everything else, it's the same premise that is being operated from here. All right. We Let's, have them here in New York, by the way. <clears throat> That's why I said enjoy your tyranny. You've got yeah, you, 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 you guys have you know you're, they're they're banning you know hospital procedures and everything. Else. I mean, you got the story out of the UK. They estimate now it's over seven hundred thousand cancer screens were lost last year with their lockdowns in the UK. In a country that size, that is a huge. Yes, number. it is. Yes, it is. Let's get to the exit question on a scale of one to ten, with one being Lindsey Graham's Liberty Score at Conservative Review, and ten being Lindsey Graham's love for illegal aliens. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Aaron. Ten. 10. Shannon. 10. Wow. She's back. back. <laughs> Baby. Permaton. Permaton. Hey, you guys. They get crazier. The more we push back, the crazier they get. So yes. There's just no going back at this point. Yes. That, but, but that was the point of pushing back in order to expose that crazy. Because there's a lot of Americans that don't, that have thought up until recently that this isn't real. That these mm-hmm. sorts of forces and beings and ideologies are really not at work in the culture. All right. So let me, before we get to issue two, remind you, if you are a pet owner, about Rough Greens. It's that little green powder of supplements, vitamins, minerals, nutrients that you put into your pet's food. And with that one little act, you have likely restored to your pet's diet all the good stuff that was taken out of the store-bought food before it ever left the factory. For the same reasons they do it with the people food as well, they want the food to stay fresher longer for mass distribution. That's why we take so many supplements these days. By the way, check your vitamin D level, everybody in this audience, immediately. All right, but hey, you may wonder, if I put this in with my pet's food, maybe they won't like it anymore, or maybe it doesn't work. Well, there's one way to find out. We give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free now, so that you've got two weeks or less to see if you don't see a difference in your pet, or if your pet likes the supplement mixed in with its food. Our, our dog, Cap, loves this stuff, but maybe yours won't. Let's find out. Get the bag for free to get you started. You pay for the shipping, but the bag's for free to get you started. When you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F is how it is spelled, roughgreens.com, or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Let's get to issue two, Dobbs. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the case of Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization this week. At the center of this case is that Mississippi law which bans baby killing after 15 weeks of pregnancy. If the court rules to uphold the law, at the very least, it will be as close to a de facto overturning of Roe v. Wade as we've ever seen in these United States. You've already heard Justice Sotomayor say that babies feeling pain doesn't mean they're alive, and you've already seen the demons outside the court gleefully taking abortifacients in front of the cameras. But there were some justices who had some interesting things to say and questions to ask 
during those oral arguments. Brett Kavanaugh listed multiple instances of the Supreme Court overturning precedent like in Brown v. Board of Education, which is encouraging. In addition, unlike Chief Justice Roberts, Kavanaugh seems to understand there's no accommodation for both sides of the argument. Neil Gorsuch asked whether there were any other principle the court could choose from than viability of the unborn baby to which women's health couldn't respond. Chief Justice Roberts derisively compared U.S. abortion permissiveness to that of North Korea and China. And finally, Justice Clarence Thomas is getting too old for this ish. I know your interest here is in abortion. I understand that. But if I were to ask you what constitutional right protects the right to abortion, um, is it privacy? Is it autonomy? What would it be? It's liberty, Your Honor. It's the uh, textual protection in the 14th Amendment. A white woman saying to a black man that it's the 14th Amendment. The 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, remember, were passed as a package in response to the Civil War. Okay? And there's a white woman saying to a black man the only black man on the U.S. Supreme Court, by the way, saying to him 150 years later that those things were done so that we could discard and get rid of lives that we don't consider to be valuable or necessary. That, folks, is some deep, deep, dark, evil stuff. So, Todd, let me throw this at you first. Are we on the brink of seeing Roe v. Wade overturned? I... I'm dubious of it. Listen, there's a part of me that thinks that it, it, this has gotten to a point that t- set aside the morality of it, but the the tactics of it, like the left on some level, once they get over the emotional temper tantrum of temporarily not getting their way, like tactically they'll realize this is actually good for them because a state it'll actually help turn some red states blue potentially. Mm-hmm. But so the, I just, there's too much Whoopi Goldberg in the minds of too many of these jurists. I, I, the, the, the absurdity that you just clearly laid out, Steve, it, 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 you know, that, that's game over absurdity. It's the kind of thing that John Marshall, back when uh, he became, uh, I believe, the third Supreme uh, uh, Court uh, Chief Justice, he really strove for unanimous decisions because he believed that that you know we're, we're supposed to get past all of the the nonsense, the absurdities, and as and much the constitution as we, should be an absolute. Yes, yes. It, as much as we can, and it wasn't possible all the time. Um, but they had a lot more seven to twos and things like that. It wasn't constantly five four five four five four. Well, the reason it is constantly five four over and over and over again is pe- because. The Rube Goldberg absurdities that people do. I mean, you'll you'll see Rube, when Whoopi Goldberg said, "You're, uh, I, it's fine if you have a different position, but how dare you have a different position in this case? Uh, because you're a man and you can't know what a fetus feels, and I'm a woman and I know what a fetus feels, but I also don't know what a woman is. Right. And, but that's there the, were never any male fetuses that ever felt is, any pain." But that's, There's never been a male fetus before, so a male fetus would have no, a male would have no idea what yeah. a fetus feels. Really, everything I just said is absurd. But that's what the smart set 
thinks like and talks like. And you know that that is inside our current chief justice. You know that it is inside Kavanaugh. I just, I can, God, please let me be wrong. And whatever comes, and even if it tactically turns into this new battle royal, I'd rather take a turn at that. But I, I need to see it with my own eyes. All right. Shannon, what do you think? So, I mean, this is this is complicated for me. I agree that there is going to be a battle royale <clears throat> over this. Um, Eric Erickson is waking up in the middle of the night and feeling compelled to pray for Supreme Court justices. And I, on this issue, guys, my hackles are way up. I am sensing a much larger agenda here. Uh, the first question is, do do we as conservatives want Roe v. Wade overturned or do we want abortion to end in the United States of America? And we should start there before we hyper focus on something like this that seems like it is purposefully being put out into uh, the media in order to gin up the fight on both sides. And my question when that happens is always, well, what are they distracting us from? This Supreme Court is corrupt, in my opinion. I've done enough research. I've looked uh, at enough of these recent nominees and uh, judges that have been appointed to the Supreme Court. I don't believe that anything good will come out of the Supreme Court. Uh, they issue one bad decision after another. And when they do rule with us, it is always for the wrong reasons. And so I would not be surprised in the least if they overturn Roe v. Wade, but let's all admit that it won't it won't matter. Overturning Roe v. Wade simply returns the issue of abortion back to the states. And abortion is so embedded in most of our states, including red states, that I, I can't see them um, you know, changing course on a lot of this. I'm also concerned about the timing, right? We've just had multiple very good decisions from lower court judges federally across the United States of America on vaccine mandates and the unconstitutionality of these mandates. I could see the Supreme Court taking up both issues at the same time, throwing a bone to conservatives on Roe v. Wade, though it won't even matter in the long term, and ruling in favor of forced coerced or mandated vaccination by corporations or the government. And if that is the case, and our concerns about fertility and reproductive health in regards to these vaccines, which are very serious, if that's the case, it won't even matter. We won't need abortions in the future because we could have a situation where large uh, you know, groups of our population are um, unable to reproduce because of some of the long-term side effects of these vaccines. So I'm sensing a rope-a-dope here. I'm not nearly as optimistic as people like Eric Erickson, and we're just going to have to see how this plays out. Aaron, what do you think? So I, I want to say, based on some of the questions and comments at the oral arguments earlier this week, I, I want to be very, very, I, I want to be very um, optimistic, but I, I always end up kind of in between where Todd and Shannon are right now because I, I just... One, I, I just can't believe that this culture right now would be anywhere close to rolling back the greatest sacrament of the spirit of the age, which is child sacrifice and baby murder. I can't believe that this culture would, uh, would be ready for that right now. I, I think, though, trying to, to remove emotion, trying to remove, though, uh, as much as I can, all of the pessimism, rightfully, rightfully that we have 
I think the best case scenario right now is that this is going to be uh, at least four four justices want to overturn Roe. Um, the fifth and sixth will either be Kavanaugh and Roberts or Coney Barrett and Roberts. And right now I'm thinking of Barrett and Roberts want to split the baby. No pun intended. Um, I, I think, though, I think the best case scenario that we can likely rely on is this getting kicked back to the kicked back to the states, which would be de facto be the biggest rolling back of Roe v. Wade that we've had in our lifetimes. You'll see. I don't want to say a majority of states, but we could have almost, I would say, uh, upwards of 20 states in the next five years if this is upheld. 20 states in the next five years that have uh, de facto uh, outlawed or banned baby killing, which is a lot of lives saved, guys. I don't see how you can look at that with anything other than thankfulness and optimism. Not perfect, but it's a lot better than where we are. To the exit question, we're almost out of time here. So quickly, if the future of baby killing in America after this Supreme Court opinion were a journey song, which journey song would it be? A, separate ways will be battled on a state-by-state basis. B, any way you want it, baby killing on demand remains in all 50 states. Or C, who's crying now? Baby killer's ball because it's banned everywhere. Aaron. A. Todd. Shannon. A, I guess. Okay. I'm going to agree, yeah. All right, we will test the season a little bit more uh, as we head to the second half of our weekly look at the week that was. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up here in just a moment. We'll continue with the Days Group here on the Steve Day Show next. Built Bar delivers every single time. Take it from me. I just delivered myself one again during the break. <laughs> all right, that was a terrible segue. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, was that okay? Was that all right? Do you remember Saturday morning pro wrestling on WWF? Do you remember that? Of course. And it was since it was the free stuff on TV, you always watched your best wrestlers wrestle what we used to call tomato cans or scrubs, right? Sure. Okay. Do you remember, the, you know, you'd watch Hulk Hogan wrestle SD Delivery Jones? You're t- my younger brother and I used to, I he used to be Hulk Hogan and I used to be Barry O. Do you remember Barry yeah, O? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Those were the days yes. back in the day. Yes. I don't know why I just thought of SD Special Delivery Jones when I talked about delivering myself a Built Bar. Nevertheless, Built Bar, I promise you, wins more often than SD Delivery Jones did back in the day. All right. Uh, the absolute best protein bar you have ever had. I just took down another coconut brownie chunk, as you know. That is number two in my Built Bar flavor power ratings. I almost, I had to stop doing it. Cookie, cookie dough's one, coconut brownie chunk is two, and then they have come out with so many good flavors recently that I, I can't come up with a list anymore. All right, that's, that's how good this is. Loaded with protein, not loaded with calories, carbs, and sugars. Get yours today, 15% off when you use my last name. That's Dace, D-E-A-C-E, 15% off when you use Dace as your promo code. At built.com, B U I L T, for built.com. Get the best protein bar from Built Bar at built.com. I didn't have time to give my prediction on what's going to happen. And we were just discussing it during the break. So, very quickly, I believe the vote will be six to three to uphold Dobbs. After looking and reviewing the testimony and the questions that, that, went, that, that went out last week, I believe the Mississippi case was specifically chosen because of its 15 week threshold. 
And that essentially does take you back to Roe was originally not abortion on demand. It was abortion in the first trimester. It was a subsequent opinion that got us to abortion on demand. I think that's what Roberts was signaling with this question that you highlighted, Aaron, that they specifically chose this for its for, because of 15 weeks and they can make it they can they, they, they're going to overturn Roe, but make it look like they really haven't banned abortion as a whole. The problem with that argument, and this is why the other side has always fought against any regulation of Roe whatsoever. They know once they lose the premise of the argument that the House of Cards will collapse yep. at that point. And so it'll be just like it was first Roe v. Wade in the first trimester, and then it became abortion on demand. The same thing will now happen in reverse. At first, it will just be the the new law is you can't ban abortion within 15 uh, or or pre-15 weeks of gestation. But then eventually, we're just going to have states push this all the more because the precedent has now been set that this is actually life worthy of being protected. And so if we're having the debate of when is life worthy of being protected as opposed to um, should we protect life that's not worthy or when is life of value? That's the argument the other side was allowed to have for 30 years. We're now having arguments about when is life worthy of being protected and that's what I think will happen. I don't believe it'll be 5-4. I agree with Shannon to some extent that it won't be a sweeping decision either, but it will be 6-3 to three, and Roe will be effectively overturned and it will be a new day. All right. It won't win the war, but it will it will be a major turning point in the battle is what I think will occur here. And I just with the state of every and this this is a conversation we'll have on that day. If that day comes, I just don't know what to do with that other than praise the Lord if it happens. <laughs> Let's get to issue three, a covid Christmas. Nothing brings back warm Christmas memories like the songs and carols you love. And only Pericarditis and his MRNAs have all your favorite holiday songs in one non-random controlled study. It's beginning to look a lot like a Vax Pass to get into anywhere you go. From inspiring hymns like Oh, holy spike the protein bloodstream traveling because they lied and it don't stay in your arm oh little town of wuhan we can't believe you lied you're run by creeps who should be put to sleep those bats, they don't live nearby. Two traditional Christmas classics such as The twelfth decade of lockdowns my true lords gave to me Absolutely freaking nothing I've been home since Christmas hmm. You can zoom with me said your kidneys to the people far and near do you fear remdesivir then there's those funny novelty songs to lighten the mood grandma got run over by a chromo he left her to die in an infected nursing home i really can't stay baby it's covid stand I really must go. Can't, baby, it's COVID stand. I saw mommy masking Santa Claus. 
because the CDC said so last night. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell palsy. If you dare get that booster, then you sure are ballsy. And of course, we remember the reason for the season. Ouchie, did you know that your virus would someday wreck the world? Fauci, did you know that your science doesn't know what's a boy or a girl? It came upon Anthony Fauci, a sulfuric presence of old. From demons deep within the earth Who knew that his soul was sold But that's not all. This collection has so much more to offer Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Redfield All I Want for Christmas is My Fifth Vaccine Deck Rochelle with Facts and Data Whitmer Wonderland Little Jabber Boy Have Yourself a Little Waning Efficacy Happy Christmas, this is never over, and more. All this can be yours for a high, high price we can't name yet because inflation, but don't let that stop you from this once-in-a-lifetime collection. Call now at 1-900-666-VAX to order. Only available while supply chains last. Must be double-masked when you call. Again, that's 1-900-666-VAXX. All right, first question, Shannon. What in the Sam Hill did we just watch? Did you save this for me? Because I, when I got this, ta- when you sent this to me earlier this week, I originally looked at it and thought, oh yeah, that's really funny. And then I watched it and I swear to God, you like in these like dark, dark times, I don't know about you, but I've also, I've often had to make the choice of whether or not to laugh my head off or to stick it in the oven. Like yes, that's it. Yes. Like, yeah. you don't daily, to- <laughs> daily. Yes. Yes. So I love that you have chosen correctly. Your Christmas <laughs> spirit is just so on point and there is so much Christmas spirit in you that I was dying. And and if you saved this for when I was on, then I feel really, really special because, because that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And the best part for me was you singing it. I mean, it's, it's just perfect. I cannot wait for the sequel or the follow-up or whatever they call it. I want to buy one and I want the whole songs. I also wonder like, how did you guys do this? Like, did you sit together? Like, were you laughing and chuckling and like dying? Like, and then when you put it together, I just, I love every bit of it. Sorry, I'm going long. This is my favorite thing of the past two years. This was, this was a Christmas miracle for me. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Anybody else have any comments before we get to the next topic? Shannon, I have good news for you. For a limited time only at 900-666-VAXX, you can get this entire collection absolutely free, terms and conditions apply, absolutely free, delivered to your doorstep every three months for the rest of your life. Oh, Nice. There we go. Yes. Nice. All right. Let's get to our kicker topic. <laughs> Issue four, naughty and nice. If you could get to, if you got to put one political figure on uh, one apiece on Santa's naughty list and his nice list, who would it be? That's why I said figure. It, it can be an elected official. It does not have to be. It can be just somebody associated with the political world. All right. But a political figure, who would it be? Todd, I'll let you go first. On the uh, 
nice list. I'm going to put Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, Green. dang it. Oh, really? Same thing? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that's... And and on the naughty list, I'm actually... They're both on the good guys team. On the naughty list, I'm going to put Chip Roy. These are counterintuitive things, but listen, we, we she's clearly just a sassy, I don't give a rip gal, but she's using all of that for good. You know, it's that classic joke, if we can only use harness that energy for good i mean this is the time for people like her this way we, we we don't have time for uh i don't like your tone i just like she's just like bleep you bleep you bleep you it's beautiful it's a symphony and then chip roy it's a symphony it is it is what <laughs> we need we, we need way more people like that on our side and i mean that's I mean, Shannon Joy. You know, I still don't. I don't. I still don't know what the controversy is about her. And you know why I don't know? I don't care because whatever it is, I know it doesn't threaten the future of my kids or my way of life. I know that. And I've said it about Chip Roy. You know, he's just he's found that part of him that's like lighting things up. Yeah, he he has given zero Fs. Yes, yes, that's true. Aaron, I think for me, I mean, what kind of naughty are we talking about here? Because Lindsey Graham is always is always on the on the naughty list. But I I would say I'm feeling you, dog. You get that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. I, that, I, was that a mic drop? That was a mic drop. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would you. say yeah. there is nobody right now. Now, these things always change. There's nobody right now who consistently looks and sounds and talks like one of us and who votes and actually acts behind the scenes like the other side and like really like the other side. It's Dan Crenshaw. That dude is on the naughty list. Uh, and he might he might actually be on the naughty list for the same reason Lindsey Graham. Um, but uh, he's he's just he's he's. I'll just say it. The dude is a snake. I'm sorry. He's just a snake. He always votes to screw us, just like every GOP establishment figure I have ever seen. It's just that he's got a really cool eye patch. On the nice list, since you did MG, uh, MJT, um, I'll do Lo- Lauren Boebert because she's kind of along the same vein. I don't really care. I don't really care that she made some joke about Ilana Omar. I do care that she tried to call her to apologize. I thought that was really yeah. weak sauce, what, actually. She did? She did. Yeah, and she okay, hung up well, on. then I'm doing yeah. MJT. Okay. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, yeah. Shannon, go ahead. On the nice list. I mean, I'm she's still hot, though. She's still yeah. hot, though. I'm sorry, Shannon. I forgot there's a woman here. Go ahead, Shannon. Go ahead. Because we yes. know that's the most important thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So on the nice list, Ron Johnson, um, he is the highest profile elected official who is bringing awareness to severe vaccine injury. He's done phenomenal. Yep. Agreed. Very dangerous. And so he's on my, I can't believe no one put Donald Trump on the naughty list. And I have to do this because when I innocently brought it up like three or four years ago, I got my face ripped off by conservatives. But yes, indeed, he is in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. And yes, he was on the Lolita express according to testimony in the Jelaine Maxwell trial. So Trump is on the naughty list. Um, is that it on that one? I think that's it on that one. Okay. Let's get to predictions. Todd. Uh, Kamala will eventually uh, be forced to resign as a uh, vice president and Anthony Fauci will be promoted in her place. I love the crazy voices. Are, are, are you just starting a new series did of Left Behind the, novels? Or did that, you have or, the same stuff Jim, Jim Cramer had? I'm with you on the first part. It's very clear they are they are deconstructing her. That that's that's pretty clear that that's going on, right? Okay, but the second part, 
that is a Nikolai Carpathia level move right there, bro. Yep. Okay. And I love it, actually. Yes. I absolutely love it. All right. Aaron, go ahead. Uh, Iowa will keep it close in the first half, <laughs> but they'll lose by two possessions. Oh, you mean Saturday night in the Big Ten Championship game? Right. From your lips to God's ears. Shannon, go ahead. So I'm going to predict things that I actually want, and I predict that I will have a cameo in a nefarious plot, the production. <laughs> you know what? If we can get you to move out of that sorry state and to a place where there might be a, a modicum of freedom, like, say, Oklahoma, where the movie is currently <laughs> filming, I happen to have an in with the producers. I'm one of them. Uh, and I, I could potentially make that happen. Those are my terms. All right? All right. Get the hell out of that blank it. hole called New York. Okay. All right. Okay. Speaking of Oklahoma, my prediction is Oklahoma football will go full Nebraska in the SEC and not win another national title in college football in my lifetime. That they are going to be one of the redheaded stepchildren here. That in five or 10 years, we're going to think to ourselves, what the hell happened? I mean, that was the greatest programs of all time. And they're in a no man's land. They're going to recruit the exact same regions against schools that have been recruiting that region all the more. The whole Texas thing that they have done so well with for decades. Now every school in the SEC is going to be recruiting the hell out of Texas with Texas and Texas A&M there. The competition is about to amp up severely. They don't have the, the natural in your own backyard zip code recruiting base that a lot of these other national powers have, just like Nebraska. So I don't know that they will, you know, have, you know, losing seasons continuously. Although they were, what, three and nine with the John Blake the season before Bob Stoops arrived. But I think they're in trouble. And I think Lincoln Riley sensed this and then had the chance to go to USC where he basically just got the, the same job with a different shade of red. A few more I, dollars, too. And, and yeah, but now I've got the big, I'm Texas and Oklahoma at USC. I've got by far the biggest brand in the whole league. There is no close second. And I've got all the players in my backyard like Texas does. I've got them both. I'm just going to dominate this league every year. And he probably will. And I think you're going to see Oklahoma football is in for a hard fall. That's my prediction. Any thoughts on that? A lot of football is in for a hard fall because the equivalent of Whoopi Goldberg is running most places. <laughs> Oh, Shannon, always good to see you and have a great Christmas, great holiday. We love you. All right. God bless you. Okay. Hey, you too, guys. Bye-bye. You Merry bet. And, and get the hell out of New York. We, All and, right. And All we right. keep saying yeah. that because we love you. All right. Um, Next hour, we'll get into Feedback Friday. And you guys hold me to this, okay? I, we, I've got to get through as many of these as I can. All right? And that can't mean like four or five. You really want us to hold you to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've got okay, to let the people have their say because it's the last time we're going to do this this year, all right? Okay. And, and we've got a crap ton of them, okay? Okay. So we'll do that when we come back. Stay tuned. And greetings. We're back with Hour 2 live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre. Todd Erzin and all of you, let us know what you think about what we think via the Steve Dace 
Steve@SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the program. Steve at SteveDace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And then look for us as well where they don't censor us on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Get clips of the show that you can watch free of censorship for free when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. And if you are a podcast listener, we thank you so very much. Please, if you have not done so already, leave us a five-star review if you like us, of course, and hit that subscribe or follow button, whatever is the case, on wherever you choose to podcast from. And thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. You know, you've got about 360 places in your body called joints from the top of your neck, right down your vertebra, your back, all the way down to your feet, where inflammation can seep in. And as we get older, even if we are active, in fact, sometimes, ironically, the more active you are, the worse that inflammation can get, okay? So if that's you, and it's me, because I'm getting older now too, all right, and you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory that will help deal with the inflammation that is likely the cause of your chronic pain, check out our friends at Omega XL. It's not simply backed, even though that should be impressive enough, by over 30 years of clinical research. It's also backed by over almost two years now of my daily usage. I can personally testify to its effectiveness, which is why I recommend you give it a shot as well. And they're offering you buy a bottle, get a second one for free today. So a little BOGO action when you go to omegaxl.com slash Steve. Again, head over to omegaxl.com slash Steve or give them a call at 800 844 4888 800-844-4888. All right, are we ready for some Feedback Friday? Let's go. All right, I'm going to get through as many of these as I can because there's a lot. Okay, and I even put them in order. Okay. Should we put set a line, Todd? What's the line here? Nine and a half. Is that too high? That's going to be tough even if I zip through, but I'm going to try to hit How about six and a half? Six and a half, okay. okay. In an hour? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're definitely... Yeah. He's going to get over six and a half. That's right. what he's going to do. But All right, I'll put the line at eight. Eight, okay. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the under. Todd, you got to take the over then. I am taking the over. All right. I'm going to insist on it. Let's begin with Vicki Gasinski. She is in the great state of Florida. Our family just suffered the death of a family member, a sister-in-law, who entered the hospital in Michigan due to COVID pneumonia a few weeks ago. They refused to try any medicines we know will work and even refused monoclonal antibody treatment for her. They gave her remdesivir, of course, and put her on a ventilator. She was not vaccinated, so they basically just let her die. We are heartbroken as she was a wonderful, God-fearing woman, a great mom and wife of 40 years. We did not know she was sick until they had already taken her to the hospital or we would have gotten some real medicine to her. Once she was in the hospital, family was not even allowed to visit her. Please keep getting the truth out. This is medical murder and it has to be stopped. P.S. My wonderful doctor is losing her job because she refuses the jab. This is just insane. It is insane. And I mentioned a few days ago, the guy who did my roof this summer uh, finally contacted me after 11 days of symptoms. And I got him in, 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 uh, in touch with Molly James over at Ivermectin Ken, C-A-N, IvermectinKen.com. And he texted me this morning. Wow, man. Thank you very much. I'm feeling so much better. All right. Early treatment report. Dot com, ivermectinken.com, pushhealth.com, flccc.net, flccc.net, myfreedoctor.com. Those are just a few of the resources. 
if you have if you aren't sure you have natural immunity from a prior infection please if you live within northern seasonality go to one of those websites today today and have your prophylaxis ready do not put your faith in these vaccines to stop you from getting infected do it today and whatever you whatever you do stay the hell out of the hospitals with covid i'm talking like if I stay in my home another 30 seconds, I'm dead. Anything short of that, stay the hell out. They won't treat you there in many of those places. You're going to have to do this yourself unless you know specifically a doctor or a specific medical facility that will actually do early treatment. Whatever you do, check your vitamin D levels, have your prophylaxis, do whatever you can do to stay the hell out of the hospitals with COVID. I cannot tell you how many emails I have gotten from people, how many people I know of and know who have died, and the story is just like this. That's why I let off with it. Pushhealth.com, ifreedoctor.com, ivermectinken.com, C-A-N, and really just remember earlytreatmentreport.com. It's a catch-all for all of these sites. Earlytreatmentreport.com. Let us continue. This is from Mike Trenkamp, who is in our neck of the woods, Johnston, Iowa. He writes, I got a text tonight that was a reminder to send you guys another thank you. Spring of 2020, I was a Twitter follower of you guys because of listening to you on sports podcasts. And he was one of the few people I follow that I could tell was having the same apprehension about 15 days to flatten the curve that I was. I started listening to your regular show then and have since become my priority listen every day since. As we went through last summer, I was dumbfounded that our schools were considering not going back or drastically altering it. I got more active on Facebook posting data-driven posts inspired by much of what your show's analysis has provided, making the case for the kids here in Johnston and Des Moines and everywhere else that we needed to be in school and to get some community traction with those posts. As we got into fall, it became clear that our Johnston school board was 6-1 to one left-leaning, a result of 10% turnout in our last election. Late fall, I got my daughter, Naomi, who is in your son's grade at Des Moines Christian. My eighth grade son followed this year. My senior daughter is finishing up at Johnston as a senior this year. And around a year ago, I made it my focus to make sure she wasn't shaking the hand at graduation of a condescending lefty jerk of a school board president. I knew I wasn't going to run, but I knew I could be instrumental in finding three that would to win three open spots and flip the board four to three. I reached out to people based on their Facebook comments, including Derek Tidball, who eventually won. I reached out to Nicole Hasso, who spoke out against the race mob at one of our equity board meetings. Nicole had, had since been endorsed by Ted Cruz to take out Sidney Axney in a congressional uh, race. Eventually, we ended up with our three candidates. The text string uh, that we had of, is, is of hundreds of texts over the summer and fall from these three board candidates and a few other key contributors as we game planned out and confronted what we had to do against the school board. We door knocked and organized our asses off with the help of a lot of other fired up district parents. Election turnout increased from 10% in 2019 to 35% this year. Our three candidates won fairly comfortably and booted the incumbents to restore some sanity to our board. I agree with Todd that taking school boards this year were the most important first step in truly saving, truly saving what's left of the country. I know all of us in this text, in this text group 
uh, and uh, and have and I'm sure you've impacted them and many other areas throughout the country in similar ways with your show. Personally, I want to thank you guys for leading me to these like-minded group, leading me to this like-minded group of fearless, righteous, truth-seeking individuals who love their community and country. I'm a much better person for having them in my life now. Thanks again, and I hope you all have a great next 50 days of the Christmas season. Right, Todd? He sent this in early November. So. Any thoughts on that, Todd? Well, Danae, I'm pretty sure my daughter has played with his daughter. I think that I don't know that I know him, but I, I know the name. Uh, well, this you're absolutely right. Um, our school, our schools, are ours. I, 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 there's a lot of room for a lot of difference of tactical opinion of what we need to do, but there is a drunken opinion. I'm going to say it again within conservative thought that the whole abandon the schools. Now there's no way to win our culture back. If we do that, it, it's different. If, if you have a place for your kid, go ahead. I do it. God bless you. But you can't throw the rest of them into the volcano. You can't. We need a better plan than abandon the schools. And this guy gets it. Evan writes, one subject I thought your listeners would like to hear is how they can know if they can trust their doctor, if they are unsure whether to get COVID vaccinated or not. Many people have had a primary care physician for many years and believe they can trust them. The easiest way I have found whether to know if a doctor is thinking for themselves or not on this subject is simply to ask them this. Who are you not recommending to get vaccinated? If their answer is something like everyone should get vaccinated or, well, it's not approved for infants yet, then you know they have given themselves over to the judgment of the spirit of the age. Hope this tactic can help people find out if they are unsure. That, I thought, was brilliant. As I've told you before, uh, vaccination conversations with doctors were fun before COVID. You want to have some real fun? Yeah. Have this one. Let the dance begin. But yeah, amen. I have been to the doctor probably between um, the actual sinus infection that I had a month ago, physical, and then uh, pre-heart screening for approaching my 50th birthday here in the next year and a half. I've been to the doctor probably a half dozen times this year. What do you think it means that, and it was at various different places, what do you think it means that not at one of these did anybody attempt to uh, advocate for or belabor the point of uh, getting COVID vaccinated to me. Is it? Do you think I'm on a list? You think my name is that well known, or do you think it's something else? Oh, in some of those cases, it might be your name. Uh, but I, I, I think that this is Iowa is helpful, and we're not really pushy as a people to begin well, with. Well, but Iowa and the precedent that Kim Reynolds has laid down on yeah. this—like we're just. We're not going to full crazy here. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we all know that um, let, there's other people who have had other experiences yeah. here. So, yeah. I mean, it's there's just there's a lot of Nazis here, too. Yeah. Gary writes, I thought you would appreciate knowing my pastor quoted Lord Nefarious in a recent sermon. I read your book, Nefarious Plot, last year, gave it to my wife, and she in turn handed it over to our pastor. Our pastor stated during service that he read it three times and gets something new out of it each time. Can I say this? I have, between the writing process and post-writing process, I've probably read the book about 10 times. Every time I read it, 
I read something that I'm like, I don't have, I don't remember writing that. Like, I don't, I mean, that's way too clever for me. That That's way too discerning for me, way too insightful for me. And so even the guy who authored it, uh, I, I, I'm in the same boat, man. Believe me. Okay. During our service about arguing with atheists, our pastor directly quoted Lord Nefarious. My wife and I were so excited and it reinforced how awesome our pastor is. Uh, here's the portion he quoted and included in our weekly sermon pamphlet. Quote, for if nothing supernatural was involved in creating you or the cosmos, then there is nothing for you to be accountable to other than yourselves. You have progressed past the mistake Adam and Eve made of eating the forbidden fruit and knowing good for good from evil, but now yourselves will name what is good and what is evil. Which is the fulfillment of ye be like God. Of course, the important thing to remember is we need to be having that exact conversation with believers because they're basically functional atheists all the time. Mm. It, they don't do what they believe to coin the, a title of a book of a certain guy I know wrote. They just don't. Mm. You guys rock. You guys have had a huge impact on me becoming a believer. Theology Thursdays literally changed my life from the bottom of my heart to all three of you. Thank you. And that is from Gary. That's the most amazing thing, and there's not really a close second of working on this show that that happens. And we're just three guys in a room. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I can't speak for the two of them, but I'm as damaged and broken by what the last couple of years have done as just about anybody is. Okay. I mean, you and I were only half kidding about uh, making Project Valkyrie references yesterday. All right. I'm not uh, sure I'm half kidding. Uh, if, if anyone's listing it in an official capacity. <laughs> we're half kidding. We were absolutely <laughs> half kidding. Okay. All right. But, um, and I mean, this has, again, just going to speak for myself. This has put a tremendous strain on us as a family. It's put a tremendous strain on, at times, in our marriage, on our kids. I mean, I just canceled, remember, a couple of speaking engagements uh, back in October that were not for inconsequential amounts of money because uh, I just, I, 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 it wasn't a good time for me to be traveling around and, you know, leaving people at home on their own. <laughs> My wife's therapy firm is getting so many, and this is a Christian therapy firm. They're getting so many requests from children and teenagers they can't take them all. They have to turn them away. I mean, they're overbooked. So if 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 a show done by the three of us, in, in, in particular, helmed by yours truly, is having an impact on people like you, Gary, to that extent, that is, if you're in our audience and you're unsure, does God exist? There's some certifiable proof for you right there. Because I'm not your model. I'm not a prophet. I'm not um, um, an apostle. I'm not a super Christian. I'm just a guy named Steve. And I mean, if it weren't for those beliefs, I don't think, I think, <laughs> I think the last year and a half for me without those convictions 
I might have checked a few statistical boxes that are pretty common in America. So don't, and, and maybe that's the awareness of that, of those thorns in the flesh maybe is why we're just so blunt about it here on this show. We have nothing to offer you. I have nothing to offer you. Accept the truth. That's all I have to offer you. I, I can't, I'm not rich. I'm not famous. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I have, I'm, I'm, I have nothing else to offer you other than the truth. And I think because we are so blunt and transparent in conveying that, that if you're, if you want to see evidence of what does it look like when, that when we talk about the reason why God works through problematic people is because there are only problematic people. There are no people that have no problems. There's only problematic people. I mean, I, I think when, when people like us with the issues that we all have, me in particular, I mean, if, if we can be used to impact people like what Gary just described, there is literally no one in the sound of my voice right now that God could not do the same through. No one. No one. No matter what you did yesterday, what you're doing now, what you're going to do tomorrow. No one. You know, they say in, in, in the NFL, the best ability is availability. That works in God's economy too. The best ability is availability. It's not about, Isaiah didn't say, you know what, Lord, let me clean myself up and then I'll volunteer. The Lord said, whom shall go? Whom shall I send? And Isaiah, just as he was right at that moment, just as he was, raised his hand and said, here I am, Lord, send me. Well, wait till I stop doing this or stop thinking like that or stop acting this way. Nope, nope. Here I am, send me, just as I am. I hope that encourages everybody listening. Scott Vincent in Nashville says, I want to get your opinion on this. Now that teachers unions, school boards, administrators, and some teachers have been exposed for pushing a radical agenda, and now that concerned parents and conservative-minded people and parents are getting involved in their children's education, how do we make real effective change? It's one thing to expose radical agendas of local school boards, but the fight cannot end there. The door had been cracked open, but now is the time to push through that door. What I mean to say is this. The left has controlled the classrooms for far too long. It's time for people to get engaged in the actual job of teaching. Here's my thought. We need people on the inside. Now, here's what I like about this. He's thinking subversively. See, this is one of the big tactical disadvantages we have because we've had cultural hegemony until this generation over America since its inception. I mean, this is a country founded by Christians for the purpose of advancing the Christian faith. Go read the Mayflower Compact. They, they were pretty explicit about that. And so notions or variations of that theme have permeated all the way through our everywhere you go. That's why we had the Ten Commandments posted in every schoolroom. That's why you've got Moses bringing the Ten Commandments uh, you know, depicted at the U.S. Supreme Court, okay? 
That's what laws of nature and nature's God means. So we're the first generation of Americans that aren't the majoritarian default any longer. And so we've got to learn a lost art here. What he's about to articulate, this is the way Christians actually did culture war for, for 1,500 years before Plymouth Rock. Subversively. We were the outsiders. We had to subversively infiltrate structures. Has, can you guys think of, has there been anybody, anybody in our culture that's been doing that here in the last generation or so? The bad guys? The bad guys have been. Yeah. They've been doing it. And did it work? Yes. Yeah. You, and you know how you know it works. Christianity has been doing this for 1,500 years. Is Christianity still here? Yeah. So it works, right? Why the whole wise is a serpent, innocent is a dove sure. thing? That subversive thing works, does it not? And so the enemy is like, man, I'm going to get a piece of that. He started doing it. Infiltrated all of our systems and all of our institutions. And now look at the results. We've got the numbers, but we're, they've got us cornered institutionally everywhere we go, right? Mm -hmm. So I like the way that he's thinking here, subversively. So he says, here's my thought. We need people on the inside. We need good people who are interested in teaching facts and traditional education. And we need them to get involved in the actual act of teaching, a new generation of teachers that can populate the system and bring back a standard of education. Good people getting into the teaching field, people who want to restore the profession of teaching. We may have them, we, we may have exposed the disease at the school board level, but the rot of radicalization within the teachers still remains. Obviously, this will take time. But to me, this is where it begins. Therefore, at 50 years old, I'm considering a career change. I am contemplating a move into the teaching profession. I hold both an engineering and history degree. Plus, I have a lot of years of common sense living under my belt. I feel like I and people like me could be effective educators. Additionally, I feel like it's always been a calling for me. I've considered it many times before, but never acted. And now I'm hearing the call even louder. I'd love to get you guys' opinion on this. What do you think? Is this a classic David in the lion, Daniel in the lion's den or David and Goliath story? Again, that's from Scott in Nashville, Tennessee. I just want to say, I mean, I'm all in if you feel called to do this. Do you know what changed American public education more than any event in the last, well, I mean, other than Brown versus Board of Education, obviously, when we got rid of segregation, okay? But other than that, no singular event changed, pardon the pun, the scope of American education in the last hundred years, more than the Scopes Monkey Trial did. That was one substitute teacher acting subversively to violate your home state's ban against teaching Darwinism in the schools. With the expressed written... Consent, I shouldn't say consent, uh, intent, the expressed written intent of generating a court challenge. He did it on purpose. It was done for this reason. Via the ACLU to provoke the outcome they were hoping to get. To put the curriculum in the system on trial. Now, he lost the case. But the media and everything else that was done as a result of this lost the war. It not only changed American education overnight, one teacher acting subversively on behalf of the other place. But a lot of what were, what were then known as fundamentalist Christians, a lot of that Christian church was so embarrassed by that episode and marginalized 
by the way it was represented in the media and in the courtroom, the attorney for the other side, Clarence Darrow, absolutely annihilated William Jennings Bryan in that trial. That the church essentially just stopped engaging the culture. It was marginalized. Post-Billy Graham, it got rebranded as evangelicalism and, and started to use modern methods of movies and television and radio to try to get back into cultural um, uh, cultural engagement again. That's one of the reasons, other than just you know providential blessing, there were such huge crowds for Graham. This was the first time that fundamentalist Protestantism had gone above above ground mainstream in the culture since Scopes. That one Tennessee teacher acting subversively for the bad guys changed that trial changed everything. Who knows, brother, maybe you could do that for the other way. Here's the thing, though. This isn't what I want to make this point clear. Here's what subversiveness is not. Go there, teach their ways and their methods, and then just try to like personally be buddies with the students and get them quiet one on one. And then, you know, just when it's safe, go ahead and share. Nope. Don't do that. Did Scopes do that? No. Did he do like a, you know, at my house, we'll, st- we'll study that you came from apes on Tuesday nights at my house. Is that what he did? No. 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 Opened origin of species up right there in the classroom. So if you're going to play that game, play it to win it. You want the smoke. If we're going to evoke Daniel in the lion's den and David and Goliath, that wasn't, neither one of those were passive aggressive exercises. Daniel walked right through that front metal iron door and sat down right in the front of the lion's den. David took five smooth stones in front of the assembled armies and, and, and trotted right down into the Valley of Elah in full view in broad daylight. We've, we've tried playing that other passive aggressive game. And I'm not saying that if you're doing that as a teacher, you've made no positive impact on your students. I'm sure you have. But can you point to making any positive impact on the system? No, you can't. See the difference? Of course. You're not, we're not, it's, it, these aren't, because this isn't, Scopes was intending to overturn a system. We need to be subversive to those ends. Overturning of a system. Speaking of which, it's a great time to tell you about a new documentary film out done by some people I have known for a long time. Uh, and it, boy, it is causing a stir. And all the right people have their panties in a bunch. Uh, Megan Basham over at the Daily Wire, I've read something that she just wrote about the controversy around enemies within the church. And she brought up a pretty good point point. said, hey, you guys may not like what they're saying, but they brought receipts and evidence. What's your counter evidence to their claims? Because they're showing, they're showing you folks in, in, which are in your own words, your own clips from your own messages. So what's your counters to this? If you want to see this for yourself, trust me though, even I was like, Ugh. okay, dude. Even I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. <laughs> okay? This thing, this is not, this is not for uh, shrinking violets by any stretch of the imagination. Okay? If you want to find out now, social justice, CRT, well, Marxism, really, the spirit of the age, has infiltrated the church, and you want to see what it looks like when that happens. 
Uh, you can watch uh, the pay-per-view streaming version of it or order yourself a DVD copy at enemieswithinthechurch.com. Again, that's enemieswithinthechurch.com. I'd highly recommend it. Do you have any quick thoughts on what I was just saying about what it means to be an actual subversive? Well, just uh, I'm never going to try to talk you out of it, but there's no way to do this correctly without uh, a significant portion of the spirit of the age that's camped there now hating you. Hey, you have to reconcile Correct. yourself to that. Yes. You have to. And if you can't, it doesn't mean you're terrible, okay? It doesn't mean you're a terrible person. If you can't do 15 chin-ups and you've got Maggie's drawers, it doesn't mean you're a wimp or a terrible person. No. It just means, dude, don't try out for the Marines. That's what it means, all right? doesn't mean you're not useful, that there's not other places where you could serve, right? That's what it means to be a body of something, okay? But understand what the stakes of subversiveness when you attack a shibboleth of the damned like this, what they really are. And if you if that's not you or that's not the game that you that you were put here to play, play your game, but don't try to then play this one. That's all we're saying, right? Yep. Okay. We'll come back. A little bit more feedback Friday here when we return. Stay tuned. You know, we hear so much talk about variants, masks, vaccines, but very little about, you know, living a healthy lifestyle. And one of the things that helps with that, better eating habits, particularly because the largest immune system in the body is found in the gut. So take care of it with our friends over at Brickhouse Nutrition. Unlike other superfoods that other people offer, uh, they offer you real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. These are packed with antioxidants that support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, digestion, plus their pre and probiotic as well. So if if you want to take advantage of this product, I use it on a daily basis, would highly recommend it. They've got an assortment of flavors. Mix it in with any water-based drink, stir it up. I have thrown in often sometimes with a packet of uh, sugar-free Hawaiian punch, for example. All right. So go to BrickHouseSteve.com. And with that one little act, by the way, you get more fruits and vegetables in that one glass than most Americans get maybe in a day, if not longer. BrickHouseSteve.com is where you can get 15% off your first order today. BrickHouseSteve.com. Get 15% off when you use the promo code Steve at checkout. Uh, Again, BrickHouseSteve.com for 15% off with the promo code Steve. All right, let's get back to some Feedback Friday. Rose writes, I love your show. I love the truth you guys bring, even when it hurts. Here's a truth that I believe um, we should all hear. Todd always talks about getting involved with your school boards. I would also like to add, know your teachers. Recently, we had a parent-teacher night for the first graders before they went on stage for their Thanksgiving play. As I spoke to my daughter's teacher, we got on the subject of parents. I told her about my mother-in-law. Her philosophy is, I work all day. My time was my time. If my kids need help with homework, I would ask them, didn't you learn this, didn't you learn this in school? I never helped them with homework. All they wanted was me to give them the answer. Um, my, teacher, my, my kid's teacher wasn't surprised by this revelation. Instead, she told me that she had received multiple notes asking why the kids had homework. She told me they asked why do they send their kids to school for eight hours a day just to come home and do work at home. This is just more proof that the problem here is us. The problem is the generation before. I am 38. My first grader is my last child of five. My mother-in-law will be 65 in February. All those who email you saying that the boomer era isn't the problem, um, tell them to please explain how we got here then as a society. 
She feels entitled to money. We paid her property taxes for three years now, and we pay her electric bill every month. It still isn't enough for her. All that she ever cares about is how much money the government is giving her. I live here in a deep red county in Texas. Last year, almost all the residents voted for Trump. If people like this live in an area like this, we are probably doomed. It's only going to come down to the minority of people like me who and, and others who push back against this stuff. People who aren't afraid to not vote for the same, to resist handouts, to resist the tyranny of the government. It, there was a generational breach in this country, clearly. Now, that doesn't happen singularly. The greatest generation were great at everything, it appears, other than parenting. Again, collectively, we're talking collectively, right? Because they, they came home and raised a generation of spoiled brats. And we have been suffering from it as a culture ever since. But a future generation can repair that breach. And that's another reason why the answer is us. Mike says, I have a question about the option of exemptions from vaccine mandates offered by some entities. People are allowed to ask for religious and medical exemptions. However, by asking for an exemption, aren't you accepting the premise that they can force the vaccine on you in the first place? I guess if that's your only chance to save your job, you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. What about the American exemption? The one that simply states, I'm in America. And as an American, we have the right to tell you to stick your vaccine where the sun doesn't shine. Is that a concept that is so foreign now, it is obsolete? I think, Mike, we have to live in the world as it is, not as we want it to be. And let me tell you what that doesn't mean, though. We never get the world we want to be by just living in the world as it is. We have to live in the world as it is, but we cannot just live in the world as it is. Meaning that when you build an underground railroad, are you going to rescue every slave? No. No. In fact, you aren't going to rescue the vast majority of them, correct? Right. But you still build an underground railroad in order to save as many as you possibly can, right? Yes. Now, what are you doing above ground? Above ground is where you are attempting to get the world to where you want it to go. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's where you are attempting abolitionist policies. Just a second here. I got a little something. Pardon me. A little Marco Rubio moment there. So underground is where you just do the most good you can do because of what the state of the world is. But above ground is where you attempt to change that. And you do them simultaneously. It's not, am I an abolitionist or am I helping the Underground Railroad? It's because I'm an abolitionist, I'm helping with the Underground Railroad. And because I'm helping with the Underground Railroad, I'm advocating for abolition. See what I'm saying here? Mm -hmm. So below ground, where things are being fought on a one-on-one, -on -one, the Underground Railroad was one-on-one. -on -one. Can I get this slave out of bondage to freedom? One-on-one. -on -one. That was a one-on-one -on -one transaction. Can I get myself exempt from this tyranny without losing my job? Can I get my family exempt from this tyranny without losing my job or, you know, maybe my life, given the quality or lack thereof of this product? 
That's being fought at a very granular level, correct? Mm -hmm. Now, can you ultimately win that way? No, you'll get run over. What is, what is harder to do? Take the ball at the 20-yard line every time and execute 80 yards for a touchdown over and over again by only being able to get three, four, or five yards at a time. Or having or have an offense that, yeah, maybe once or twice can drive down the field, but get you the other two or three, two or three touchdowns you need because it has the ability to go 30, 40, 50, or 60 yards down the field. Well, the latter, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it's the former, you've got to execute so well over and over again, it just shrinks your, your, your margin for error. And the odds are against you. Maybe one week you'll do it, but every single week, can you pull that off? No. Get the analogy I'm making here? Yes. So on a granular level, throw everything you have at this. Every exemption, everything you can find if you want to exempt yourself from this. And what I mean by granular or molecular is you as an individual, you as an individual household, as a family. But at the macro level, that dog ain't going to hunt. At the macro level, we have to call the question along the lines of what Mike is talking about. Where do rights come from? So like at a granular molecular level, charities and pro-life ministries like Save the Storks, reaching individual women and showing them individually the ultrasound that that is a child, that can save on a, on a one-on-one basis a lot of kids, right? Will that end abortion? It no. Hasn't. No. We have to win that argument at a meta level. Same point I'm making here. It's not and or, or it's not either or, it's and also. Use the exemptions and every tool in your toolbox to exempt yourself from this tyranny. Every act of civil disobedience, defiance, etc. But on a meta level, we have to call the question. The Biden administration is talking today about now we want to we use vax pat, vaccine passports after the first year for domestic air travel. Is there any evidence that any of these things work at all? No. So why hasn't that been proven in a court of law? Well, I don't know. Are we even asking that? I mean, it's the same case on the life issue. Did we have to wait 30 years to ask the question? I mean, when's a life begin? Could we have answered that question the day after, Casey? Yes. The year after it? The decade after it? The two decades after it? No, we waited three decades after it to do it. We didn't have to. We just did. But that's how you win the meta argument. You call the question. And that's what you're advocating, Mike. And I'm all for it. But in the meantime, absolutely Use the exemption process to get as many people through the undervax railroad as you possibly can. Anybody want to add to that? Well, you can't even blame. Set, take Democrats, progressives, liberals, whatever, totally out of the equation. The, 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 to Steve's point about how much work you have to do. Uh, Republicans, as long, as long, when Steve and I were kids, you know, in order to go to school— you had, to, you had to go to the dentist. You had to do things. Forget vaccination even. You had to do these things. They played part of that game that built up this kind of default notion. And this this has a lot to do with the previous question as well about parents. Listen, we're in the tough position of saying, you know, calling parents domestic uh, terrorists is terrible. This does belong to the people. But you're absolutely right. There's just a lot of bad parents out there, too. So that's why it's so easy for even Republicans to go to this default nanny state mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, we we you're, I agree with you philosophically, but you, most Republicans would say yeah, total depravity only affect yeah. Democrats. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, otherwise it wouldn't be total. Would it be Democrat depravity, right? right. Yeah. So total depravity means it affects who? Total. Total. Everybody. Yep. All right. Before we finish this up, let me remind you, if you want to get involved in the real estate market during these unprecedented times, Thanks. make sure you go in with an agent who will stand by your side, take charge of your situation while remembering that ultimately you are the one in charge here. And who, by the way, comes with a, I don't know, like verified track record of success. Don't take that for granted. This is why realestateagentsitrust.com was started. Because Glenn Beck and his associates unfortunately ran into real estate agents that they couldn't trust. They just found out too late. And they didn't want that to happen to you. So they created this business that originally just started as referring people in this audience to real estate agents in this audience. And then it just ballooned into a business from there. So if anywhere you want to escape to or from, or you've got to move to or from, Make sure you get an agent that you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Susan writes, I've struggled to encourage my husband to stand beside me in the fight against tyranny in a country that once knew fa fascism and is far more socialist than not. Um, or he comes from a country that once knew fascism and, was, and is far more socialist than not. Though he doesn't wear a mask anymore out in public, thankfully, at a restaurant the other night, he put his mask on while I did not. He told me to put my mask on. I asked him why, and he responded, it's the law, before proffering his COVID passport to the waiter. After we watched the cover-up special you guys did last month, I said masking is just an outward symbol of our compliance, and with the threat of mandatory vaccination, I would not be compliant with these lies. He was distinctly uncomfortable. And said, and said, this is Italy, not America. As if to say, my protestation is invalid or impossible here. Sorry, they were visiting this country. It was the other way around. Okay. Um, Austria and Germany are restricting the unvaccinated, and there are whispers that Italy may be considering the same as early next week. Because the last time these three decided to isolate people, it turned out really well for everyone. So I pressed on and asked my husband, if they decide to lock down the unvaccinated, will he accept it because it's the law? You see, he is vaccinated. I am not. How do I kindle the aversion to authoritarian overreach that is the American birthright? His placidity, wow, good word, uh, to this, I believe, is culturally related to his Italian roots. But I don't know how to reach him because when I speak of it, I think he only hears a nagging wife. Our rebellion against tyranny is the legacy of our forefathers that we grew up learning. How do you instill that in someone who never learned or experienced another way of governing? Susan, what you've stumbled upon is why I pointed out we failed to bring democracy to the Middle East. Because it's not a system. It's not a plug and play. And just put it in a different port, change the language to Italian or Arabic. It's because it's a creed. It's the Chesterton line, America was the only country ever founded upon a creed. And if the old world understood, Susan, what we in the new world take for granted as a birthright, we wouldn't have been the ones saving them from cultural annihilation. We would not have been the ones liberating them. They would have been liberating us, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd give you three encouragements. Number one, as much as you can possibly avoid coming across as nagging, do it. Men hate it. Hate it with a passion. Unbridled passion. Most men would rather you cheated on them than nag them. Straight up. That's how much we hate it. Two. Um, that being said, asking questions about 
What will you do if they do this to me? What will you do if they come to me? Brings the point home for him, maybe in ways that, given his um, traditions and legacy, he had not considered, where it's just kind of theoretical. And now that, oh, they might come and grab my wife and take her away. Now it get, it, that stuff hits home really quick. And third, women always have ways of constructively encouraging men. And I'll leave it at that. Anybody want to add anything else? So I just want to be clear. They, these are Americans visiting. She's an American. They're living in Italy. I misread the beginning they of the They are not note. just visiting. They're yeah, living yeah, yeah. in He's Italy. He's Italian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, well, listen, I don't. Part of it is like moving back. Like there's a point where you're, you, you, your tension within each other is almost a moot point. Like what if I decide to visit North Korea right now, like with a sports team or something like that, and decide to like start burning my bras? I, 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 am I going to be shocked that I get Otto, what you know, the, that poor guy, and, and end up not coming back with my life? Here's the thing we keep, I don't, we're not taking the right actions a lot of times. We got to start moving with our feet. I think that's the main, why are we living here? That's a conversation you need to have. Same thing. We just, Steve just got done talking about it with Shannon in New York. Well, that's really going to be it. Because sitting here and talking about the oppression, when we could be living somewhere way more free, that's what we need to be thinking about. How do you instill the sense of rebelling against tyranny in somebody who wasn't brought up that way? I, I, I think the only way to do that is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. I, I think the closer you move to Jesus, the more that spirit will actually be within you. A healthy, a healthy sense of that spirit will be within you. And so whatever you can do, I'm not sure if you're a churchgoer or not, whatever you can do to move your own heart and his towards the Lord, that's ultimately how that's going to change. Because, yeah, you, you can do this from, a, I guess, a, a, a less um, godly, I, I don't know, kind of a more secular way, but that's just going to fail on its own. I think at the end of the day, uh, personal revival and a revival within your husband is is going to be required that'll do it for today's broadcast we're back at it again monday have a great weekend until then merry christmas john 317 this is steve dace on the blaze radio network